the year 2020 was supposed to be my year. The previous five or six years to 2020 had been quite challenging on both a personal and a professional level. One of my favourite Bruce Springsteen songs is One Step Up, Two Steps Back because I feel like the title captures my life so well in so many ways. Anyway, I was all set to have an amazing year in 2020 and to move ahead with a number of things. I had some big opportunities come my way in the US. The possibility of working on a movie score. The possibility to go and do some uh, session work in the States with some actually very legendary musicians. And then when I was in New York, I saw a story on the news about this mystery Chinese virus. When I went to fly out of JFK, I was asked if I'd been to Asia, specifically China, in the previous weeks. Or if I'd been in close contact with any Asian communities in the city of New York. I didn't really know what it was all about as the news story that mentioned the virus had only done so in passing. The focus on those few days when I did see the news was about Donald Trump sorry, and his impeachment. A few weeks later, I landed back in Sydney and things had changed very quickly. Fears of COVID-19 resulted in lockdowns and restrictions and being a professional musician, I was hit pretty hard by it all. In one day, I had over 100 gigs cancelled I saw thousands of dollars of potential income disappear in the space of five or six hours. I'd already had a pretty challenging summer just prior to this, because the bushfires that raged for months on the east coast of Australia had seen a lot of my work get cancelled as well. I lay in my bed that afternoon and evening, having a panic attack. I'd never really had one of these before, but I just didn't know what it all meant, or how I was going to get by. We went into a lockdown and it was pretty tight and very unusual. I'd never experienced anything like that before. Once general restrictions started to lift, a friend of mine suggested that I try going busking. I'd never been before and in my hubris, I thought I never needed to go either. But things had changed and I needed to change too. I needed to play the guitar for my own sanity. And also, I needed to make some money from somewhere. With all gigs and studio work cancelled, I was struggling, and struggling badly at times. And I was scared. I tried offering online guitar lessons, but had little success. I tried a few uh, online gigs, and no success with getting PayPal tips from those. I tried launching a subscription site offering guitar lessons, specifically with fingerstyle insights. That had mixed success at best. So one morning, I took my little portable PA system I use for outdoor weddings and the like, and I set off to the local supermarket. I'd seen people busking there before, so I thought, well, how hard can it be? Surely I can do this. But I was nervous and I felt a little bit awkward. Was I about to make a fool of myself? Well, maybe. I plugged the guitar in and off I went. I just played the instrumental fingerstyle pieces I loved the first time that I did go. Public singing was banned anyway under the restrictions from the pandemic, and I loved it. I played pieces I hadn't played in years. Not always well, I'll admit that. But I did so nonetheless. And the the response? Well, 
Within 15 minutes, someone had put a $50 note in my case. And as they did so, they said, you're obviously a professional musician. You must be out of work. I'm so sorry. I did very well financially the first few times that I went. A lot of people in the areas I went to knew who I was, even if they didn't know me personally. I often have people approach me at gigs and ask where they have seen me, or how do they know who I am. I tell them of big festivals and big gigs I've played at, or the TV shows I've appeared on. And in the local area, a lot of people know me from the world from the world record that I did, and also from being a semi-regular voice on ABC Radio. So the kindness of strangers was a godsend during those challenging times. Certainly financially, but more than that, emotionally. I started talking to people as I played. Some who knew who I was wanted to know how I was going. Others wanted to talk to me about the little bow system and my pedal board and how good the guitar sounded. And some, and this was the thing that really hit me, I guess, simply wanted to tell me that they'd been moved by what I was playing. One day a woman approached me when I was out the front of a supermarket and she told me she'd been sitting in her car for the last 30 minutes, just letting my playing wash over her. She had tears in her eyes as she told me of the beauty of what I was playing and how it had really affected her and hit home with her. She'd been having a terrible day and the sound of my guitar brought her a sense of peace and joy in the midst of what she was going through. A few years ago, my great aunt passed away with me holding her hand. I'd slept on the floor in her hospital room as she prepared to leave us for a few days. As I sat with her and stayed with her, at times I played my guitar, trying to channel love, peace, joy and happiness to her as I prepared to say goodbye. I tried to find a way to express all my thoughts and the significance and sadness of this moment. As we held hands, I kept thinking of how her hands had held my mum as a baby, and now as she was leaving us, I was holding hers. That, for whatever reason, was a very significant thought to me. So in the days after her passing, I tried to remember what I had played. I ended up crafting a composition from the experiences and my thoughts, which I entitled, As We Say Goodbye. And then a few days later, I actually performed it at her funeral. When I play it now, it moves me to tears because of the association I have with it and the connection with my great aunt Olwen. And it's a little bit about her. Olwen is actually an ancient Welsh name, which means daughter of a giant. But to me, it means the bringer of chocolate, laughter and silliness. She was a much loved person. But for someone else to be so moved by something I've written, wow. It is so satisfying for the soul. I was actually playing this while I was busking one day when a woman stopped me mid-song and said, this is the most beautiful piece of music I've ever heard. Who wrote it? I'm not always one to be proud of myself, but this time I was. It felt quite amazing to simply say I did in response to her question. I was busking another time and playing another piece I had written when a tradie, a tradesman if you're not familiar with that, uh, Lingo walked over with tears in his eyes and said, what you are playing is so beautiful. What is it? I told him it was a piece that I'd written, which is called It Is You I Have Waited For. I actually wrote it in a dream I had once. 
in which I was playing the guitar as I waited for the love of my life to come to me. That experience uh, may be best kept for another podcast, but I've since played it at my sister's wedding and a few other weddings I've been booked for as well. For whatever reason, it resonates with people and I am humbled and touched that it does. While busking, I've seen kids be transfixed by the sound of the guitar and want to stop and dance and pretend to play in front of me. A young gentleman badly afflicted by cerebral palsy, confined to a wheelchair and with minimal ways of movement and expression, refused to let his grandmother move on until he had decided it was his time to leave. He sat in front of me for over an hour on the street while I played. It was poignant, moving, humbling and beautiful. And then there was the lady who I would guess was in her 80s, who, while I was playing some fingerstyle blues, bent over in front of me, started twisting her hips and shoving her butt back towards me and called out, twerk it baby. I just broke down in laughter and just gave up playing. It was fantastic. There's Max, who is 99 years old. He can spy me from his apartment if if he's looking out the window. And if he sees me going busking, he brings his walker down and he comes and sits there to enjoy my company while I play. He talks to me between songs. And he's told me that he'd still like to be friends in 50 years time. I think I'd like that too. There's been the lady who touched her heart and said she felt my playing right there. The man who couldn't stop smiling and stayed for almost an hour to hear me play. The teenagers who play guitar themselves and have stopped and stayed to talk to me about advice on how to play like I do. The people who have encouraged me not to give up even though it's a challenge and things were quite uncertain during the pandemic. And those who have simply said thank you and smiled but I can see the depth and resonance behind what they're doing. There's also the elderly lady who told me that her son plays in a heavy metal band or sorry, a death metal band and that he should come and have some lessons with me and learn how to play real music, not the rubbish that he produces. I've seen her a few times and every time I do, she tells me the same thing and then bursts into laughter. I also love to take my dog with me when I go busking. He loves it. His name is Zakuba. He's a rescue dog and I don't know anything about the origins of the name. Being Australian and the way we uh, change things, I call him the Coobster or sometimes Mr. Kubernetes. I don't know where I came up with that from. And uh, look, he's a Malamute. People love seeing him sitting there while I play guitar. He's a big ball of fluff and he's a very handsome dog. I kind of feel like it's a two-for-one service we're offering for feeling good when he comes out with me. So the big opportunities I missed out on in the US, well, maybe they'll come back. Maybe they won't. I, I can't control that. I'm thinking about going back next year if I can and seeing if I can make those connections and see if anything might be resurrected from what happened a few years ago. I can't say that uh, losing all the money and the opportunities um, from the pandemic uh, have have been easy, has been easy, but the experiences that I've had in playing for other people on the street, some of the people that I've met and I've talked to, well, that stuff is priceless. As a composer, to have someone, a stranger no less, be so moved by one of your own compositions that they cry, how powerful is that? 